welcome to the Celebration Sessions with me, Connor Clear, a podcast unpacking life, loss and love. This is my little exploration into how we fall in love, how we celebrate the milestones we mark and how we can talk about the inevitable loss we'll meet along the way. A reminder of the positivity that can come from making the most of the important times. Above all, a reminder of how important it is now more than ever to celebrate. So thanks for joining me on this journey. This is the Celebration Sessions podcast. Yes, hi there. It's the Celebration Sessions podcast with myself, Connor Clear. Thanks so much for hitting play or download. Uh, Delighted you're tuned in. Uh, So in this episode, this is a nice one. We're going to be talking love and yeah, I think some of these episodes uh, will centre around what I'm going to call my real couples. So settle in and get ready for a gorgeous love story and a little reminder that you don't necessarily need to panic if you see rain on your wedding day. So let's bring in our guests and we'll say a big hello to Sarah and Cormac. How are you doing, guys? Hello. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having us. Thank you very much for chatting to me today. Uh, thanks for taking the time. How are you guys doing for a start? Yeah, good. Not too bad. Great. Yeah. Enjoying the uh, rain, which is very festive. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. actually quite fitting for the very story. Very topical. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. Um, now, guys, I was the celebrant for your ceremony, which was very special for me to do and great to be a part of. But let's go back to the start. And, yes. and Sarah, I guess just a little reminder as to, to how we met. Now, my side of the story is in work. Yes. Um, I don't know how many years ago it was. Um I, I won't put a, a number on it, but we found ourselves sitting near each other in an open plan office. Now, there was probably around about 10, 15 people in the office. Yes. Now, yes. in later episodes, I will be talking about, you know, empathy and understanding and, and just, you know, all around being a nice person. But when you're in an open plan office with 10 and 15 people and somebody says something funny or if they misspeak or say something a little bit off key, we eye roll. Right? We all do it. We all do it. And, oh, yeah. and I found myself making eye contact with Sarah because we eye rolled at the same time, at the, <laughs> at the same people, at the same things. And I just yes. remember thinking, this one is cool. Uh, is that how you remember yeah. it? Yes. My memory of that. Uh, yeah, I would like look over at you. I think you were sitting on my right um, and I yeah. look over at you and we both just eye roll. But I remember having a specific conversation with you about working on a cruise and working oh, yeah. um, on a show on a cruise. That's what you wanted to do at the time. And I remember talking about musicals um, and then we... <sighs> Yeah we, pr- yeah, we probably did bond a little bit over Chicago the Musical as well. Um, so then yes. after that, when we started to get to know each other, you then started to talk about your fella, Cormac. I know, me flair, as I used to call him. <laughs> your flair, <laughs> yeah. So share a little bit about your love story. How did that all start? Uh, it's probably not so romantic when you actually go back over what happened. No. Um, I was in college. I was a very hungover 17 <laughs> coming home from college. Right. Got off right. a bus and uh, met a couple of friends on a Halloween night. Um, those friends bumped into uh, Sarah and her pals who seemed to know each other. Uh, I, uh, we just, I think we just kind of got talking and followed each other around uh, and 
it got later on in the evening and yeah so i was like choking on a lollipop <laughs> and Cormac right. wise words to help me where why don't you go and have a sambo and I thought that was really funny and I was like like I don't know so we always remember that like that he told me to eat more things because I was choking mm. but, yeah, um, you say random things when you're hungover yeah so this is it. Um, to be fair yeah it's not really romantic how we met we were both yeah. as kids and then I will say though I remember our first like we went to the cinema as a group of friends then and I was like, well, obviously everyone knew it was like a date, but everyone came along, do you know? So me yeah. and Cormac sat beside each other in the cinema and I remember just being like, wanting to tell his hand and stuff, but the movie was Borat. Like it was a crap movie. It was Borat. <laughs> yeah. Okay, but, um, romantic one really... for your first date. Oh, it was so <laughs> I know, right? But um, funnily enough, one of Cormac's friends is that I had asked me for my number. And I gave it to him, but my first text to him was when he texted me first and I texted him back saying, yeah, we got Cormac's number. So uh, um, that was a bit, yeah. that was a bit bad for me to do, but you're listen, here yeah, we are well now. I, yeah, I thought I'd kind of messed things up by not being in the best shape the night we met, but I was okay, looking okay. down there all clicking my heels after I found out she asked for my number. Ah, lads. And, uh, yeah, lads. so then we, <laughs> yeah, we started talking and then we are where we are now. Yeah. Well, we are where we are indeed. Um, now, you shared a lot of this with me when we were working on your ceremony. Um, I told your love story as part of the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And it is, okay, let's call a spade a spade. It is super cute. Um, but I remember a line after one of your dates, you sat in the wall together, I think, near an electricity box. And you had your first kiss. Because our, yeah, I remember yeah. being like, electricity indeed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Um, it's where we had our first kiss. I think it was the first time we were out, just the two of us, because our friends, like back when you were younger, like you didn't, like you couldn't go on dates, you couldn't go out for dinner or anything, do you know what I mean? So we used to just hang around the streets, like, and wow. um, um, so my friend, and she was one of my bridesmaids on the day, was always there. Right, right, right. We'd always go out and then me and Cormac would end up going off and I'd have to leave her um, to fend for herself. But um there was one day Cormac texted me and said, I need to drop uh, something to my brother. He's in work up in the local gap club. Okay. Do you want to come with me for a little walk? And I was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm going out on my own to him. Like, where's my friend? Like, you know, so we went out anyway. And then um, we sat in an electric box and had our first kiss. Yeah. Electricity indeed. Yes. Yeah, sparks. sparks. Yeah, sparks, exactly. <laughs> now, um, I'd love to know that when did you know who will I start with, Cormac? When did you know that Sarah was the one? Um, I, I don't know. It sounds cheesy, but it was really early on. Like, I mean, we just hit it off. And um, it was it was really funny, actually. We were walking past Sarah's house on down the road, and I don't think she was really ready to, te- to let her parents know that we were a thing. And I had put my arms around her, and she went, ooh! Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, shortly after that, we were boyfriend girlfriend and uh, I think we've kind of we've gone we've never really fought we've had one little argument for what a couple of days um, and then after that it was okay this is this is serious we do have one kind of it's actually quite a cheesy story we did have an argument it wasn't an argument I think actually Cormac was turning 18 and I kept saying to being yeah. like you're a full-grown adult now and I'm still a child so this is illegal like you know, just even going out or whatever. And he, I kept saying to him as a joke, but I actually freaked him out. And um, 
he's, he ghosted me for a couple of days and I was like what the hell is going on um, so we went over to talk and he was basically saying he wasn't sure if he was ready to settle down he was very young you know and I have to give credit to one of his friends and um, they went and had a chat and his friend said well why aren't you ready like and Cormac was saying oh I don't know you know just and he was saying what do you think there's someone else out there for you or, and Cormac was saying oh, I don't know and he said, well, what do you like about Sarah? And he told, he said everything. And then he was like, I do you think there's someone better out there, really? And then Cormac was like, no, yeah, you're yeah. right. So he came, he came back to me and said, I don't know why. He said, basically, it was that he had everything he wanted. So why would he, why would he be freaking out? Like, you know, so I think yeah. it was around that time that I knew then. Um, and I do have to give credit to his friend who really yeah, was kinda words a, from him. I kind of had a forehead slap moment. It was just, uh, duh. Yeah. You, but like okay, sometimes you need you those her? moments, though, don't yeah. you? Yeah. You know, you yeah. kind of got somebody spell it out for you. Do you love her? Yeah. Does she make you laugh? Yeah. Does she make you happy? Yeah. And what are you doing, you idiot? Yeah. <laughs> so I think it was around that time then that I knew that um, he was the one and yeah. <laughs> so cheesy Connor <laughs> no come here it is really sweet and, and do you know what I'm thinking as well like Cormac how lucky you are to have had a friend to, yeah, yeah. yeah to give you that kick up the arse that you yeah. needed to, to, to get back on track so that's yeah. really great yeah. um, there is an idea with relationships that absence makes the heart grow fonder now you guys did have times when you were apart didn't you yes yeah, yeah there was uh, one Back in 2011. Major one, yeah. I think it was 2011. Yeah, 2011. I always remember it, the day Amy Winehouse died, that's the day he left. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Cormac got a great job opportunity in London and he couldn't turn it down, really. He just couldn't. Yeah, um, well, yeah, it was basically, it was around when the recession was hitting really hard. And so yeah. opportunities in my field and architecture were just so limited. And... A lot of people were, I mean, at that time, a lot of people were working for free and everything. And then all of, I had been working for somebody and um, a crowd, a company from London traveled over to Dublin to see a couple of portfolios. And one of those was mine. And I was invited to have an interview. So I flew over on a whim, just kind of thinking, sure, this will come to nothing. And then all of a sudden, this opportunity, I got it, an offer, um, which, and I just couldn't. It was one of those holy shit moments just yeah what am i gonna do here i have somebody i love here but i've got a job or a career that's going nowhere so we agreed i'd fly over for three months at the time it was a three-month okay. probation period and kind of said yeah let's go for it and then mm-hmm. after two months they said look you're you're going to be staying for another three months if you want to and we want to offer you a permanent job and it was just such an unknown the two of us were, yeah, it was a, it was a tough time. But um, I was only starting college as well, so I it was my first year of college, and um, I actually missed the first week because I was over in London visiting him. But I think the worst part of that was that it was the unknown of how long he was gone for because mm. he went for three months and then it was another three months, another three months, and it was just rolling and rolling. Yeah, yeah. and then eventually he got. Well, uh, what, yeah, what was good was it got to a point where I got offered uh, uh, research opportunity back in in dublin and just grabbed it with two hands and said that's it that's the opportunity to get home thank the lord 
Yeah, like I, I believe in those little things from the universe. You know that you're looking for a bit of direction. You know, what do you do when you want to, you're trying to make a choice, you're trying to make a decision and, and something like that happens that sends you home to where you're meant to be. Like, I totally believe in all that. That's great. Well, no, it was it was a really tough time. Um, and I, I know as cheesy as it sounds, like it did make us stronger, definitely. And it solidified the fact that we were meant, like we were, I, Cormac was the one for me, yeah. kind of, because yeah, if you yeah, get through yeah. that, like, and, you know, it's only six months in, in like, in hindsight, it wasn't that long. But I think, because I, I was young as well, like I was only starting college, so I didn't have, like, the finances to just fly over or I didn't have the... Of course, yeah. I didn't really have the option to say, okay, I'll go with it and I'll build a life over there with it as well. Do you know, we were still really young, so... Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was tough going, but like we made it through. And it's, you, it's, you made it yeah, through, yeah. you made it through. And in fact, that eventually led to the day when Cormac got down on one knee. And um, yes. now at this stage, I was working with you in the office and I do remember when you came in with the news, the exciting yeah. news. So share that with us. <laughs> Again, hysterical. Wouldn't be like we <laughs> to be dramatic now or anything, but um, yeah, I wasn't... Wasn't expecting it. Now, we did talk about getting married, so we, we always said. But again, like he had yeah. said, like, oh, sure, it'd be weird if we weren't living together, like, to get engaged and stuff. So Cormac actually moved in with me and my parents, and we're living in a granny flat attached to my parents' house still right, yeah. to this day. <laughs> but um, he moved in, and that was enough. That was living together, do you know? So um, I'll let you, Cormac, tell the story. <laughs> Go on. Well, yeah, so we were... Yeah, we just said, right, let's go for a walk. And Sarah was kind of humming and hawing. My sister's home. She, sure, I, I don't want to leave her on her own. And yeah. then I said to Sue, would you like to go for a walk? And to Sarah's shock, her sister said, yeah, okay, yeah, I'd love to. Because she knew well what was up. Because so Sue was in on it. We're all going, everything's grand, yeah. She was in on it, yeah. So we yeah. get everything ready. I'd say, I'll stick a pair of jeans on, me thinking somebody's going to take a photograph. We normally just wear hiking gear. And Sarah said, I'm sure I'll stick jeans on as well. I was thinking she'd be on to me. Not a not an ocean. And in the meantime, my brother had gotten up early to set the place up. So it was up in a woods. Um, and basically, it was an old stone ruin of a castle. Nice. Uh, and so the brother had organised. Or I, we had gone up a couple of nights previous to make sure I agreed what we were going to do. And he set up a couple of tea lights, tea, um, what lanterns. lanterns and yeah. tea lights all yeah. around the place. And we were on our walk and it got to, I'd say, about 50 yards before where the spot was. And I handed the lead for the dog up to her sister. And we just kept walking forward while her sister hung back. And, uh, yeah, I started talking. And I don't think either of us can remember what I said. Uh. (laughs) But I got down on one knee and Sarah went bright red and screamed the whole forest down. Uh, she said and, yes. Uh, she said yes. She said so yes. Popped the bottle of bubbly up there. And the rest gorgeous, is yeah. gorgeous. Cormac, remember, you are an old romantic, aren't you? <laughs> like I have to say, I was well impressed, like well impressed with it, because I'd always said I'd hate to do it in public with loads of people around. Yeah, and yeah. So yeah. this was up in Massey's Wood, somewhere where we went every weekend with the dog. Anyway, so I wouldn't expect anything. And we we just walked through the trees and we came across it. There was lanterns and the candles everywhere. And I was like, oh my God, someone's getting married up here today. This is gorgeous. Like it looked like a little wedding set up. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is so nice. We better leave. And Cormac just took my hand, right? And when he took my hand, I looked at him and I knew yeah. straight away what was happening. And I freaked. Like I just, 
I, I describe it as a banshee. Like my sister recorded it, and I honestly sound like a banshee, like wailing. We're yes, totally yes. shocked. Now, in fact, you referred to it as an old stone room. Thanks for that, because that's a lovely segue then into talking about your venue on the day at La Crew. Yes, yeah. Mm. Um, Oliver Plunkett's Oliver Church. Church, yeah. So mm-hmm. we, yeah. neither of us are religious, um, no. but uh, so we, we knew we didn't want to get married in the church. Yeah, yeah. Um, and actually turned out we did get married in the church, but it's just a deconsecrated. Yeah, sorts, yeah deconsecrated yeah. church, yeah. That's it, yeah. Um, but we f- I can't even remember how we found Lock Crew. Yeah, we found it because it's not plain sailing to find a venue outdoors in Ireland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were good. We, I suppose I was just, I, I kind of knew that we wanted to do something outdoors, mm-hmm. something different, uh, not the usual hotel wedding uh, or church wedding. Yeah, I yeah. really wanted something different. And we had looked into teepees and we looked into a barn that we'd have to convert ourselves. And yeah all crazy stuff but eventually we found lock crew and it's absolutely beautiful mm. it is deconse- deconsecrated church but it's a, basically a room so yeah. there's no roof on the church that's the big <laughs> no roof oh big. we will get to that sarah <laughs> we will get to that we will get to that yeah <laughs> yeah i think when we seen it it was that's we the two of us kind of went, oh my god this is this has it's meant to be yeah yeah it was in it's basically in the woods as well mm. and it was very similar to where we got engaged and and i absolutely loved it when i saw yeah. it so we kind of just said before we'd even seen where the reception would be afterwards or anything we were both kind of like this yeah. is it this is where we want to get oh, married yeah. Yeah. yeah and lock is really such a gorgeous place it's very special yes. and yeah. an amazing choice for you to choose that but sarah let me come to you okay you wake up on the morning of your wedding you look out the window and it is raining. Yeah. What's going through your head? I don't think I can say here. It's not <laughs> suitable for air. No. Um, to be honest, so when I woke up first, it was just very, very dull. It hadn't actually started raining yet. So it was very, very dull. Um, and I'd been checking the weather all week like a crazy woman. And people kept saying, stop checking it. Nothing you can do. Um I put the child of Prague out under a bush. I did everything to get the sun <laughs> on the day. Um, and so when I woke up and saw it, Joel, oh, I think we knew it was going to rain at a certain time. Mm. Actually, exactly three o'clock, was, which was the time of the ceremony. Of course. So, Typical. <laughs> um, the, the event organizer, the wedding planner at the venue had always said there's a plan B and it is one of the reception rooms. And I, I kind right. of, we didn't really entertain it ever to have oh. a plan B because... Um, why we were getting married there was because of that church and um, so mm. yeah i knew it was dull and, and the photographer kept saying to me as well you know actually it's great if it's dull for pictures like they come out so much better if it's dull and if it's not really sunny yeah that is but true I, was I, saying, guess, yeah. I don't care i just want people to be warm and you know and um, so i suppose i was i was disappointed but i was i think i was so excited that i didn't really care to be honest, I was like, yeah, we kind of expected it to be like this. It's fine. Um, yeah. So you were, you know, emotionally prepared I for it, I guess, so. really? I think so, yeah. yeah. Um, because I will never forget driving down to the venue from Dublin. And it was kind of sherry in Dublin. But as I got closer to the venue, the rain was getting heavier. So I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And you yeah. mentioned the staff and the coordinator. The team were super. And she said to me, she was like, Absolutely. OK, what do you want to do? And I was like, well this is not my call. I'll do it in the rain. You know, I don't care, but this is Sarah's (laughs) big day, you know, so it's Sarah and Cormac's choice. So she was like, right, I'll ring Sarah. And I was like, 
No, you can't ring Sarah. She's the bride on her wedding day. She'll freak out. And she said, okay, I'll ring Cormac. And I was like, okay, <laughs> perfect. Like, so Cormac, you got the call to say, yeah. what do you want to do? What was going through your head at that stage then? Uh, to be honest, it was fair. And I always get told by the coordinator, or I had been told, she said, well, that was a rather emphatic uh we're going with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a thought in my head to, to even think of doing the alternative way. The two of us really wanted it that way. I knew Sarah would be on the same page. I knew how much she wanted it to be where it was. And the reassurance in my head was that the coordinators were so good. Everything we had asked them for, she essentially just said, we've done this before hundreds of times. Yeah. We know yeah, what we're yeah, doing. Yeah, yeah. We'll get power there. We'll get brodies there. We'll get whatever we need there. We've done this before. Yeah, and, and do you know what? I think when you gave such an emphatic go-ahead mm. to the outdoor option, that meant the team then just kicked into action. And like we said, the team were brilliant. They had brollies. They had a team mm. of helpers wiping down mm-hmm. all the seats. Uh, there were covers for the musicians mm. and the electrics as well. And then, at least, as you guys arrived, the heavier rain is down to just kind of I guess, lighter drizzle. So it wasn't, mm. you know, a heavy downpour, I guess. Yeah, no. no. And, you know, like, I, we drove down, myself and my dad drove down in an open-top car. And, um, <laughs> uh, I mean, we crawled down in an open-top car. It was very slow. <laughs> you were really but, making this difficult for yourself, weren't you? <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But, uh, <laughs> so when it started, oh, well, I had a cap on my head anyway because of the wind and my right. hair. And then it started raining and we had to pull in and try and pull the hood of the car up. So I'm there in my wedding dress on the side of a road trying to pull the the oh, hood Sarah. of the car up. And there's actually wedding guests from the wedding driving by beeping and waving at us. <laughs> and I was like, oh, great. So they've seen me. That's fine. But, you know, on the way down, I was thinking when I was getting wet in the car, like I was like, oh, for God's sake, I was like, I'm raging. I was right. I have to say I was raging. Yeah, I was of like, course. and you know, I was more thinking of everyone else. I was thinking people are going to be sitting there in a church and they're going to be wet and then they're going to sit through dinner wet. And then, you know, no one's going to enjoy this. And I was thinking, oh, for God's sake, like I'm really annoyed. I just imagined it to be sunny and beautiful and bright. And, and I got to the venue and the second I stepped out of the car, I didn't give two shits anymore yeah <laughs> i just didn't care yeah. the wedding planner came over with a brolly she put it over my head i think you actually was that you yeah did i you bring you out a brolly or, or well i don't think it was well specifically not with you i was handing out brollies all right you were um, handing brollies out but but the the wedding <laughs> i think it was the wedding planner came and put the brolly over my head i walked up to the door you were there then, I think, and we had a little chat. Yeah, yeah. I came out to meet you all. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And from then on, nothing mattered. Like the minute I got to the venue and stepped out of the car, nothing mattered. Yeah. Like it didn't nothing matter. Nothing mattered. And you know what? Here's my memory of it, because I remember people huddling together under the umbrellas and, and it did bring people close together. And I don't remember one person making any kind of face or being like, oh, it's lashing or... You know, there was just such a lovely atmosphere. And like that, again, it just brought everyone yeah. closer together. Yeah. That's the one thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the one thing yeah. people keep yeah. saying to us after. Because I was doing the meet and greet afterwards. And um, people were, I, I was hoping people and saying thanks for them. I was like, sorry about the rain. Sorry about the rain. And like, <laughs> everyone was like, will you stop saying sorry about the rain? Like, you, yeah. you shouldn't do that. 
But the one thing people kept saying was everyone, it just brought people closer together because people were sharing brawlies with people they didn't know um, yeah, yeah, and they were yeah. huddling together. And luckily it wasn't actually yeah. cold. It was warm, but it was wet. But And, you know, the, the rain came and went throughout the ceremony and you actually were the worst um, affected because you were soaking. Like the rain was dripping off your face. Listen, um, it was a badge of honor. It was soaked. a badge of honor. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember sitting there at the at the top of the altar or at the top with Cormac mm. and we were both soaking and the rain was dripping down my face as well. And I remember thinking like, I actually wouldn't, like I really didn't care. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I look back at pictures and you can tell that we've been rained on in our pictures. Like my hair is a mess and my makeup is a little bit messy and stuff. You make it sound like you were drowned. It, like, it was... No, but I specifically do remember rain like like <laughs> yeah, dripping yeah, down my yeah. face. Like I remember, like, but it, it came and went. It came and went. Yeah, and, like, what I, my, yeah, I just thought it was, it was just so special to see everybody in a crowd where you think you're going to get the Father Ted old woman natural giving out and saying you know can you believe it's raining but not a single person had that kind of idea or yeah, look at the place a swarm of brollies came out people started smiling taking pictures people cried and laughed as they would and they were just so happy for the two of us yeah. and it was for us and for me i was kind of sitting there and my shoulders just Oh, I made the right call. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And yeah. sorry, by the way, yeah. just to backtrack for a moment, Sarah, you're saying you felt, you know, drowned. But when you look back at the pictures, you yeah. don't see that. You look fab in your photos, you know, and you look dry. Thank you very much, Connor. <laughs> um, you look dry in your photos. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Uh, and you're smiling. Yes, I'm smiling. That's the one thing. And I have to say as well, my dress is... Um, absolutely ruined like oh, ruined okay. beyond belief um but again i i didn't care like it but the dress got dirty the second i stood out in the car because it was wet the ground was wet and the ground in the church was just ground there was no carpet no nothing so it was just gravel and then we were traipsing through the forest doing our pictures and stuff and the dress got wrecked and i couldn't have cared less yeah like, it's 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 <laughs> I think the fact that when I got there and everyone was there, you were there, Cormac was there, the bridesmaids were there. I think that's all that mattered. And I knew at the end of this, I'm going to be married to Cormac and that's all yeah, I wanted. This is um, and I just think like, I mean, my one of my most favourite parts of the wedding is that night we did the conga out into the rain. Oh, and yeah. everyone did it. Everyone just came <laughs> yeah, and did it with us. So we did a conga line and we were going around outside the venue and it was a lashing and everyone got soaked, but everyone just did it. And that's one of my yeah. best yeah. memories of the day was just standing in the rain. And I was so happy that I was like, I couldn't care. Like it was magic. great. Like it really Absolute was great. Magic. Yeah. And yeah. by the way, I don't want to take credit for something I didn't do, but did I start that conga line by any chance? Did I? <laughs> like it would not surprise me I'm pretty sure it you did it is something I like to do as a guest at yes. weddings uh, I do like to start a good conga line guys you will never yeah. know yeah. the unbridled joy in life until you've looked around and you see your attempts have been successful and the People whole have room have joined the conga line you go yes this is a high moment in my life another yeah. successful conga line yeah amazing but I mean I'm, like you were talking about how much rain there was I have an uncle who was at that party who had to change his top three times because he was having so much fun inside, yeah, not in the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, he had let warm. loose and people were just overjoyed and having the crack. 
Yeah. No. So yeah, it yeah. it didn't make an ounce of difference. Really uh, no, it was it was very special. And you know, for me to be involved with it, um, I loved every minute of it. It it really was amazing. Like for me, putting the ceremony together was an absolute mm-hmm. joy. And uh, we told your love story as part of the ceremony. So we did sit down and we had a you know a little chat like this. I heard your love story, and even just delivering it on the day despite the rain <laughs> was very special so thank you for having me as thank part you. of your big day um let me ask you this because we are in unknown territory now given the last year that we've had uh, numbers and gatherings really impacted mm. for the foreseeable and it means outdoor weddings in ireland i don't know need to be entertained i guess but what would you say to anyone listening into this now planning a wedding yeah. uh thinking no I'm not doing an outdoor ceremony in Ireland. I would first of all say that actually in Ireland, it doesn't rain as often as you think. Yeah. It really doesn't. That's yeah. what our wedding planner said to us. And actually looking back, it doesn't. It does be grey. It does be cold. Yeah. It does yeah. look like it's going to rain. But it actually doesn't rain as much as you think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that would be the first thing I would say. And the second thing is you can't control it. There's nothing you can do. This do you know true. what I mean? If this you want true. to have an outdoor wedding, absolutely go for it. Um, and then I suppose the only other last thing I could say is that if 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 it, if it turns out that you have to have an outdoor wedding and you don't want one, maybe just prepare for that. As in, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah, can have yeah. like like we didn't we didn't provide those bodies for the wedding. Our our venue did that, so you could ask them. Do they have anything similar? Maybe think about your dress then if it's going to be outdoors. You know, think about those kind of things. But I mean, I have to say the rain made our day like it really did. Yeah. yeah. And everyone said it to us after that. It was beautiful. And again, the bottom line is that you're going to get married to the person that you love. So whether it rains, shines, snows, you mm. know, that's the most that's important the thing about thing. it, that that still happens. You're still going to get married to that person that you love. Um, yeah, well, yeah. look, this is true. Very true indeed. Um, I think we've time for one last little question before we wrap up because I do like to look forward into the future. So where do you see yourselves in five years' time? Hopefully, Living yes. by ourselves for the first time ever. Yes, living by ourselves. Um, we are currently in the midst of preparing to build a house. So hopefully we'll be in the house. Five oh, years, there could be... Yeah. A child. (laughs) Folks. We won't bank on anything. Exciting. Fingers crossed. Hopefully still as in love as we are today. As much as we have done together, there's so much more that we will be doing together for the first time. Oh, folks, do you know what? That is such a nice note to finish up on. Uh, So I'm just going to file this episode under hashtag couple goals. (laughs) 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 listen thank you so much for chatting to me today Cormac and Sarah I really appreciate it I know how busy you are thanks for having me so thank you once again and thanks to you the listener for tuning in this has been the Celebration Sessions podcast (laughs) 